found it. It's the Japan Whip Podcast coming at you out of the back end of Tokyo. The emergency is over in Kabukicho. I'm your host, Matt Bigelow. And with me, as always, whenever we can do this, it's 120, the man with the dirty hand in Japan. Yeah, I saw you come in and wash your hands in yeah. the studio. You don't want to know uh, what's on them. Oh, I know. That's the thing. Yeah, it was not, though. If people say it's like, hey, you got to wash your hands because, yeah. you know, you you, know, you don't know if where those people have been. You might have been in a room with 120, so you sure know you where off. they've been. Yeah. I know where you've been. You've been in Kabukicho, you nasty man. All right. Well, indeed. It, everything, the, the normalcy is spreading. Yeah, and, and it not, is. Not the new normalcy, although the new normalcy with the... Um, the the surveillance capitalism is kind of it's it's pulled back a bit right and and in, inside of that vacuum we uh-huh. have normalcy people like I was worried today that there'd be too much noise outside of the studio because yeah, this is a party town right now it's it's party town it's tonight. party town and yeah. not weird yeah. party town not bad party town yeah regular party town like, yeah it's not people, proper people throwing up right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's not just a bunch of ne'er-do-wells hiding in the corners waiting to vomit up their No, their it's, it's full-on, full like, trashy, trashy Shinjuku. The new normal the trashy new, Shinjuku. The new back to the old normal, the new normal. I, I, I hope this can last. Um, yeah. I, I work in uh, the part of town known as Otamachi. Okay, Otamachi. Otamachi. And that's like near it. Tokyo Station. And it's, yeah, 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 I've been around there. That's where they times. have, like, the a lot of the conglomerates headquarters are there. So you got a whole bunch of big, fancy buildings. You never find a kombini or that's a trash true. can. Uh, or they close early. Yeah, um, yeah. Even the subway um, stairs look very fancy. There's not even like a bar there. I bet. They, it, it, <laughs> it, yeah, on, on weekends, it's it, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. but you you go a few blocks and you get into Nihonbashi, and I was uh-huh. in Nihonbashi just on my break, walking around. Yeah, Nihonbashi's popping. It's awesome. Yeah, right. They got right. all of these networks of of uh, of Edo style bridges. Right. You know, right, back right. before Tokyo was oh, okay. Tokyo, it's Edo. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah. But they also have new buildings, all these bars underneath the railroad tracks and then and then the highway from the sixties that just looks like brutalist structure. Like right. some guy came in from Sim City yeah. with like five yeah. minutes to play the game and just made a giant highway through the center just of just made town. a highway overnight and no one could see it. Um and it was popping last night. Yeah. I mean because yeah. I've been I've been working in this area for a year and a half right. now and it's ghostly. It's so ghost Nihonbashi. Nihon, you said Nihonbashi that's so that's where I need to go. Uh yeah. To get my fix. And it was it was also it wasn't surreptitious because I was walking past this bar uh-huh. and these two girls, maybe they're like in their twenties, right. they're, they're wearing masks, right, but right. They want to go for a drink. Right. And, and right. they're walking up to this bar and like, is it okay? Is it okay? And this window opens at the bar, and the guy goes, "You just show you a sin." Yeah, oh, so that's oh. it right there. That's and the, the girl's that's the eyes shit. lit up, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we can get and wasted." Yeah, and they went in. And and everybody's happy. And yeah, there's no yeah. kind of weird tension. Right, right, right. Because before, you know, it was like a speakeasy, man. I go and like I, I'd hear music, and a guy like peeks out. Yeah, we're serving alcohol. Come on. I'm like, what time you guys close? Five a.m. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's over. It's officially over. Yeah. Um. Again, I I wonder because there's this, the the national election is coming up, right? So the the conspiracy angle towards all of this, and I'll be open about this. I'm not sure mm. how much I believe it, uh, uh. but this is the the scuttlebutt in right. the, in 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 the, the conspiracy word. sphere. The word on the line. What if the government, right before the election, uh-huh. 
stops testing so much so the cases go down. Mm. Open up all the bars, and right before election day, they say, "Look at our great job." Right. Who do you want to vote for? Right. Us with a proven track record. Right. Or right, them right. with no track record at all. The COVID will come right back. I mean, this isn't even conspiracy theory at this point because if the TV says it, people believe it in Japan. Same thing everywhere now. If your yeah. phone says that everyone believes it, it's oh, crazy. God. I ask people, what were, what were your sources? Oh, my uncle posted it on Facebook, and that's why I think it's a conspiracy. So, yeah, no, I think this is like, this is proven stuff, man. You know? So, but for the time being, I'm, I'm willing to take the breather. Uh-huh. I don't know if the, the boa constrictor is just letting us breathe right. before we exhale and it's Before comes, they lock us down again with it. back harder. But, um, I kind of dig it. I got to be honest. Most of the with people you. I know, I got my shot finally. Um, you know, most people that I know have, have yeah, had their shot. Yeah, me too. Except for these four Jamaican Rastafari guys, but everyone else. I even went to a sushi restaurant for mm-hmm. lunch and had a couple of beers with lunch. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, oh, looks like somebody's getting too much into the beers at lunchtime. Right. As soon as this thing ends, it was like I ordered a beer on the on the push button menu. Right. right. And then the beer came. And I ordered a pile of sushi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I had sushi today too, man. I went to Sushiro. I went know? to Sushiro as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, it's the place, man. Sushiro uses Amazon Web Services technology. All of the plates have sensors in them, and they go past sensor readers that can read the time stamps in the sensors mm-hmm. and automatically dispose of sushi after a certain amount of time what? so that old sushi doesn't remain on the conveyor belts. That's why it always looks to. fresh. And yeah. usually when I see it looking a little bit nasty, it doesn't come back. So you never see a lot of service staff walking around. No, that's no. all taken care of. It's by... completely automated, almost, dude. The only time you—it's Amazon when you order a uh, freaking ponzu sauce. Thing, yeah, you, you know, a lady comes and brings you. Ah, here yeah, you go, you filthy, <laughs> you filthy customer. Dude, the ponzu isn't even worthwhile of this yeah. technology. So yeah. it's all good. Um, no, I like it, dude. I, I like also it. went into like Yodobashi it. Camera, uh-huh. the, the flagship shop the, yeah. of this conglomerate. Um, what you might call it, uh, retail appliance. Right, right. And I went to look at dishwashers with my wife. Kind of boring, but these tiny little dishwashers that are like 60 centimeters high and 30 centimeters I've deep. I've never seen anything like that before. They cost $1,000. Of course they do. They're <laughs> it's like the iPhone. of It's the eye washer. It's the it, Apple's version of the dishwasher. <clears throat> I was shocked. And, and, and of course, you're in there and there's just crappy music playing yeah, and, and yeah. people trying to be helpful and then they upsell. So we went to the, this is the flagship shop, Akibahara, as uh-huh, this guy uh-huh. seems like to call it. We went to the audio section. All right. Unbelievable. I must have seen like 500 speakers there. Yeah. Man, and Japan the speakers. Does not fuck around about their electronics, huh? Yeah. Right now in, a, in in North America, people are obsessed with microphones, audio interfaces. Right, right, not right. Not in Japan. They did have Software, some. you know. They yeah. did have some, but uh, it was mostly like bored rich people shit, like $15,000 right. speakers. Right. These speakers are all linked Bluetooth, the sound of Britain, and, and they have these Firewire. sections of of uh, of, uh, of uh, power tubes that you right. can buy and right. adjust. Oh. And f- it was that's, awesome. No, that's that's what's in there though. It it's was like awesome. bored rich dudes, you know. And in that section, 
they're trying to sell the audio so everything sounds good. And right. all of the speakers are made of wood and stuff. Right. So you kind of got this the dead wood. zone of Dino audio. Speaker. And it's just like you hear this perfect audio coming from these $15,000 speakers. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. audio is the shit, man. You know what I do? Audio I just, like, is sit there the best. And, and, and use the Wi Fi, man, and just kind of like uh, hang out there, you yeah. know? You know, invite that used to be a thing. Like, if I wanted to invite, uh, you know, a girl on a quick date, we'd go to like Bit Camera or something, and then we'd use the uh, massage chairs. There's a cue. We use the massage chairs, and I'd be like, okay, I'll play you a song on the pianos. Later on, we can go listen to the, you know, listen to some music on the speakers. And those massage chairs ain't joking around. This isn't like some, oh, some quarter you'd put into like a Motel Six. No, back no, in I, I, I literally saw a massage chair. That it wasn't even it. It was Gundam themed, and it looked like a Gundam cockpit. It had like a, a a control panel that would like swivel over in front of you. You know, the legs come up, of course, full articulation on the massaging on the legs. You know, like thirty two point pressure point. <laughs> it's ridiculous right now. You know. Speaking of Gundam, Gundam Wing. That's a popular anime. Bandai releases stylish mobile suit Gundam sneakers. You know. They they try to do this, and they get it wrong every time. Is it wrong this time, too? It's... it's. I'm not a Gundam guy. I just This was from Japan Today on the new products it's thing. It's with the times. It's with the times, but any fan of Gundam, I'll show you what it ought to look like. Uh, there's these... Uh, there's a Nike SB. They came out with a, a, some Gundam shoes, and uh, it's the Dunk line of shoes this is what gundam shoes ought to look like gundam shoes ought to have the you know they ought to be gundamy they ought to look roboty. that just looks like wait am i supposed to be talking shit about these shoes no no they're not sponsors oh yeah no those shoes look like shit dude those, <laughs> i wouldn't those look like the shoes of like a stylist who was born in harajuku i got you we were on um We'll just get this quick shout out out okay. of the way, and then and then we'll, we'll do something else. But shout it out. We also have an interview later mm. that I recorded on another day uh-huh, about uh-huh. a guy who's uh, obsessed you, with book offs. Yeah, you guys got to listen to it's, it's uh, pretty intense. I wonder what we talked about, right? Yeah, yeah it's pretty intense. If you ever imagine what a Japanese person who was like not Japanese and white sounds like, definitely listen to this interview. He went to all of the book offs. He's a true otaku. So. We were on a podcast called Behind the Schemes. Yeah, yeah, Behind the Schemes. What was your feeling about that? I feel that it's definitely different. You know, the way they run their podcast is definitely a lot different. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting. I think they had three guys on the pod- podcast, yeah? There's a lot of people on the podcast. Um, they had the, uh, I like the chat room function as well that was going on. You know, a lot of people saying some good stuff in the comments. Their digital infrastructure was really tight. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Had, they had uh, crypto payments embedded into it. Mm-hmm. They they had funding that you could deliver through what PayPal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. I, I thought it was, I, I always, I'm always interested to talk to people about Japan and what's different between Japan, Japan and, and, and the West. And so it was really cool to get to talk with someone in the same way that I talk to people in my family or my friends back home and but do it on air. You know, that was pretty cool because I'm sure a lot of people had the same questions they asked us. So I, I enjoyed it. But it wasn't um, too on the nose. Like their, their questions were, I, I, I thought, like pointed. Right. But it wasn't too stereotypical. Like they're good dudes. I had actually I had a really good yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging out with them and 
is the type of American like white dudes that I like. You know, it, kind of like, nerdy, but they're, you know, they're not super into into CNN or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not like too far left or right in one area. You know, they're just kind of they're dudes. You know, they're yeah. computer geeks. Yeah. You know, so yeah, definitely my people. I definitely like that. And uh, the questions they asked were questions that I think a lot of people wonder about. It's like the questions we were all wondering. You know, definitely the panty vending machine one was a good one. Um, I've never seen one. The, well, the the, it's a there. myth. It's a myth. The panty vending machine, they're real, but it's not real. Oh, there's panty vending machines, but the period ones or whatever, the ones with like periods on them. I will say that's a real thing, It, it but it, not it's, out it's, of a vending machine. Yeah. Okay, good. Because it's illegal to sell. Yeah. yeah. I've seen used panties inside of like the DVD stores, though. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's where you'd expect to see that. Yeah. I wonder who their supplier is. It's probably like the same girls from the videos. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or it could be a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Some guy's sweaty ass. (laughs) Yeah. Puts a pair of panties in his sweaty ass. You know, and just wears them all day and like goes to do construction work or something. And that's why that's why I like jerking off on them. You know, that's it. You know, it's it's better, better, better fabric. There's more yeah. fabric. To well, no, you know, I just realized that I'm really a, I love the smell of a man's sweaty ass. That's it. It, it makes me want to jerk off onto female uh, underwear. That's it. That's it. You know, someone sometimes you need that sweaty ass. Uh, ass. That should come out. That should be a flavor. Like that should be a flavor. Oh, and yeah. it should also be like a. Swassicles. It should be a vape. Flavor. Vape <laughs> it be vape, vape and oh. ass. Vape and ass, man. And the machine you use to vape is like a dirty ass. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a dirty ass. You know, it's some guy, some sweaty ass guy, but he's totally a celebrity. He's totally VIP. They're like, oh, but you're the guy, you know. Alec Baldwin. It's Frank. The guy's Alec Baldwin, and they're like riding on a treadmill. He's like throwing off pairs of underwear. Right, take him, pack him, and him up. Oh, my God. I love this. <laughs> The spirit of random, Japan. random the spirit of Japan. random. As we, but do. that was behind the schemes. Yeah, uh, good dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like kind of being. It's 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 weird because I do. I've done so many interviews. Mm-hmm. It's and when you're in on another person's podcast, right. sometimes I feel like if there's a break, like a pause, uh-huh. then I have to start asking questions. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so yeah. when you're, but they they were cool with me asking questions, even right. though it was. I felt like sometimes. It was kind of derailing their program in a way. Well, I think sometimes but, it does, and I think sometimes it helps. You know, yeah. I did. I did a podcast. It's called the Wrap It Up Podcast. It's like rap, like hip hop. And uh, on the Wrap It Up Podcast, actually, I did this last week, and they let me ask questions. They were like, "Well, you know, we want to let you take over the podcast now." So they let me ask them questions. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, pretty weird, but so I just played a game with them. So, Here's yeah. 20 reasons why racism doesn't exist. Whoa! Hey. What? What? Japan. What? They were clipping us. I uh, have the samples from that, by the way. Great. I got the samples. Give them to me. So what's up, 120? What's up? What's up? What's up? So I have something for you today. So I want to know, um, when it comes to, shall we go funny or shall we go serious? True. Let's go true. Okay, let's go true. Okay, so working styles in Japan. Uh, no, w- okay, we'll go with the samurai spirit. So the samurai spirit of Japan, I already have an answer for this rhetorical question, but where do you think the samurai spirit and the ninja spirit went in Japan? Because it definitely still exists in my opinion, but where do you think it is? 
All right. The samurai spirit went into the corporations. Mm. And the good question about the ninja spirit, I've never heard about the the ninja spirit went into the money. I was going to say the fishing industry. But I think it's everywhere, dude. I think Would it's you say key money? Key money for the apartments. Oh. They don't tell you about that. That's just expected. It's just a thing. It's just, well, you have to All pay right, this. explain key money. Uh, okay, yeah, a lot of people may not know what key money is. So for those of you who do not know what key money is, key money is money that you pay in addition to your, like, you know, you have to pay an initial deposit to move in. Whereas in, in other countries, you know, you pay the deposit. Maybe they'll ask you to pay two months of rent for insurance. With key money in Japan, that's money that goes directly to the owner of the property. And, to hand over or, or, the key to yeah, you. To hand over the key to your ass. Whole. And, uh, yeah, key money. And, and there's no explanation for it. it just It's just a charge that just pops up. It just says key money, and you just have to pay it if you want it's to like rent seven thousand dollars. You know, it's like we want, yeah, just two months of rent and key money, and it's like whatever predetermined price you know that they can set. And I'm pretty sure it's like their drinking money. Um, I also think that the samurai spirit, like you said, it, it went definitely went into the corporations. But like, can you explain a little bit more about like what that is and why you say that? Sure. Um, a lot of people associate samurais with warriors. Mm. That is indeed the mm. fact. Um, I think in the Edo period, they started changing into a merchant class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when you get negotiations, mm. goods, mm-hmm, and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, stop here to go here to move mm. here. And mm. You want to bring that through here, you got to talk to this guy who talks to that guy. Right. Right. And and they're from the upper classes, so they have this way of talking that isn't just very direct. It's, right. Everything right. has to be full of honorifics right. and right. vagaries, right. but you kind of dance around the issue until you find a tentative agreement, and that is a lot of what happens in um, corporations. Less mm. so these days, but um, we can say that's where it went to die. That's interesting that you have that interpretation of it. I actually have a completely different interpretation of it. I've just been into is, some of these boardrooms in, in, in big corporations and uh, right. I've heard I've you know Kago and Song Kago right, and right, right, all right. of that stuff with negotiations mm-hmm, and, and determining mm-hmm. settings. And no, I, I totally stuff I, like I totally that. I totally yeah. agree with you on that. And then well so this is great because our listeners get to hear two points of view about where that went because I don't think it went one place. I think it went where 2. you said. Two points of view. That's where the samurai spirit went into podcasting. Two point Yeah, uh, so that's one point. That's a great point by Matt. Satoshi and Nakamura is the ninja. He is the ninja. He's here. The to ninja snipe went your ass to in the sats. middle of the night, son. And I think so. It went there, and then another place that I think the uh, uh, I, I guess I'd say it's still the same place, right? It's still the corporation. But another way in which I think you can see the samurai spirit in Japan is in the way a corporation functions. They are like, we're not just going to give you customer service. Oh, no, you get a pamphlet. You get a 50% off coupon. We're going to service the shit out of you. Yes. You know, Japanese companies, I, I just did a project uh, with a Japanese company. Oh, I'm it's still ongoing with a Japanese project. And they, you know, every word, every move that they make, when the finance team moves, it's it's a parry. It's a, it's a, it's a well placed stab you know it's a very they, they don't waste any words they give you really really good services and it's all a game you know whereas in america i feel for me 
people do not plan out their moves in the way that people do in Japan. I'm not going to say they don't. You kind of wing just a it. different you way. You kind of have an idea where you yeah, want it to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. You go off and, your wits, yeah. you know. You go off of, I know this to be true. And this. Whereas in Japan, you're like, this is true because X, Y, Z. And I have the paperwork to prove it. Yeah. You know, don't say anything to me, man. And that's that's where I think the... Uh, so on that, I got a funny story about where wow. I... So I... So, I got to see the ninja dog, spirit. But I think I paid too much. I got to see the ninja spirit and the samurai spirit Yo! all at once. Every morning, I take my bike to the station. And every morning, these old men in orange vests, they come out and they put a little tag on my bike. And it says, you need to move your bike from here by this date or it will be taken and we will... You know, you're going to have to pay to get it back. And it's a constant battle every day. And I feel like this is a modern day battlefield. You know, I walk out there and I see this guy and I'm like, you old motherfucker. You better not put that shit on my bike. You see me come out here every morning. I pay my taxes. And then the guy kind of spies me out of his eye. So I try and park somewhere where he doesn't see. I get back. There's definitely one of those things on my bike. And so Recently, they got me. They take pictures of them with their phones where they have geotagging information on them. Really? Yeah, dude. I saw that today. Wow. So my bike went missing for the second time in one month. So I have to go back to the station. I have to pay 30 bucks to get my bike back, man. That used to happen to me. But they don't want they don't do it in front of you. They wait until you're gone. You know, the yeah. guy doesn't come up and say, Hey, you shouldn't park your bike here. He says, No, no, no. I'll wait until you leave. I because know it's you. In Japan, if he said you shouldn't park your bike here, and you say, I'm not parking my bike here, I'm just waiting for a friend, right? then that puts him in the wrong. Ah, so he's got to wait way. until he's 100%. Right, right, right. right he watches right, right. you disappear through the ticket gates. Yeah. He sees your, your funky... And I see them, I see them watching. I get on the train, your, and I can see yeah, the ground from the Yeah, he sees your funky platform. dreads through the train yeah, window disappearing yeah, yeah. around the bend. That's his marker. That's what he watches. Yeah, and oh. then he goes back, and he's like, "Got you, bitch." So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a constant war between the West and the East here. So yeah. you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna chain that shit to a fence and see what they do then. If you chain it to a fence, is the fence a private fence or a publicly owned fence? It's a, ooh, I don't know. Because if you chain it to a yeah, that there might be some. Uh, what if you chain it to the one next to the to the sidewalk? That sounds like you are chaining it to public property, and therefore you could be vandalizing it. That'd be all right. I'll <laughs> let you guys know what happens. Get the update here on the Japan Wet Podcast. Coming to you real. Coming to you live. It's your boy One Twenty. That's crazy, but. I used to battle very hard with those guys. Oh yeah, uh, and they're old and they're motivated. And yeah, they they're motivated and they're Japanese, do. so you know they're they're like so serious about this job. You know, they're like we're gonna get every bike. But to me, the math works out right to where they put a parking lot now in the thing, and they're like, now everyone has to pay a hundred yen a day to park your bike here. So is it? Do you pay thirty dollars a month, or do you chance it the whole year and then the one time? They get you. You're like, oh, this but is then only you gotta 60 go bucks. get it. That's the th- I walk. You know, I walked by the uh, the bike storage place today, but I didn't have my key, and I was just like, fuck, 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 fuck. I, I, and it's fifty bucks if you leave it for more than five days. They really have it down to a system, and that's where the samurai spirit went. 
into policy making. <laughs> That's where it went. I'm I'm so serious. I bet. I'm they, dead ass. Well, serious. the thing about the ninja is that there, you you typically associate a ninja wearing the the black clothing with right. the shurikens. No, the ninja is the guy at the counter nodding and speaking to you in English the, the and telling you he's your would, friend. Would join up with other armies as uh, as a provision uh, mm. offerer. Mm. I, I have bread. Or have rice. Right, right. But meanwhile, they're gathering intel. So yeah, they're gathering intel. That's these, what it these, is. These yellow jackets guys. That's just that's what we call uniform. them, the yellow jackets. And they've been they've been gathering info on. I'm sure that this is definitely a targeted attack. It happens twice in a month, man. Me too. It happened to me too. Um, check this news story out. News, 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 news. Hi. Or not high. I think I spoke too much. Man arrested after using AI technology to destroy sensor mosaics in adult Japanese pornos. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I understood what you said it in English, but I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Kyoto Prefectural Police officers have arrested a 43-year-old male resident of Takasago, Hyogo Prefecture. With uh, they brought an end to his nine-month spree of mosaic destruction in adult videos. Through his website, the man took requests from users for what adult videos they would like to watch mosaic-free. Because you know, in Japan, they have mosaics on pussies. But come all over the face. <laughs> then went to work making their dreams come true. So while the what the uh, Hyogo man did uh, is being called mosaic de- destruction. Um, what he was actually doing could be determined a naked creation. Using an AI machine learning program, one originally designed to enhance security camera footage or restore, or restore old or damaged film images, the man was able to estimate and recreate what the uncensored image would have originally looked like. Mm. Uh, and then place his new clean image over the mosaic in the porno. In other words, he wasn't wiping away the blurry mosaic of the censored version, but adding an animated overlay of his own and one that looked like uncensored sex on top of the mosaic. He's facing charges of copyright violation because he'd post samples of the mosaic-less versions on his website and offer the completed versions for sale. He sold roughly 12,000 videos to 200 registered users of his site, earning approximately 11 million yen or $100,000. Nice. No. Yes. Respectable. 1 million yen is, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Respectable. Dude, can't, it's, it's, did they make a rule about this? Like after they, like after they found out about it, were they just the like. The rules already exist. You, right. you can't edit somebody else's movie and resell it. I see. But the fact that he that's was, yeah, it's porn, so I didn't consider it a real movie. But yeah, I guess it's your intellectual guess. property. Yeah, it's, it's intellectual your first property. amendment right that we have in Japan, not as foreigners, but we potentially do. This is... I thought this was amazing because I've seen AI programs re- um, recreate uh, pixelated images, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen somebody like take the pixelated movie. And then find a way to clean it up and then post he, it he, over. He deserves an award, dude. Like, what he did is an editing nightmare. I just, like, got goosebumps, like, listening to that shit. I was like... The guy's a genius, obviously. Yeah, he's a genius, dude. Literally. Yeah. Um, 
I think we'll hear from this guy again. And the fact that maybe the fact that he wasn't um, showing the original uh, vaginal intercourse means that he was protecting the identity of the of the actresses and actors by having uh, a, a realistic Im- uh, animated overlay on top of it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That is like like why are we not talking about like the, the like like how great what he did? He repurposed the software and made it do something else and sold it and business sold model. It, made a business model about it. Website and $100,000. Who came for him? He should have moved. He should have moved, but he posted it on his website like an idiot. And that's why. (laughs) That's it. Like, Jesus. All that stuff, and he's a moron. You know what? But this is a great, like, this is a great, like, a, you know, like a kind of coin in the well here for anyone who's like, I have a great idea. Make sure it's legal. Exactly. Because most things uh, can get you into some real pickles. Some real pickles, indeed. Um, should we play your friend's song? Should we do yeah, that? Yeah, let's Can do you it. set let's it up? It. Can you set it up? Yeah, yeah, let's set it up. All right. So for the past uh, three months, basically, I've been working with this artist called Never. He is a very unique individual. Um, it's sad boy hours, you know? He's a sad boy. And uh, he makes very interesting music. It's definitely... Listening to me talk on the show, I think you probably wouldn't expect this kind of music from me. But uh, I think he's a really dope artist. Uh, he, it's spelled N-E-V-R uh, with a N dot E dot E, uh, V dot R. Uh, and I think he's really cool, so I agreed to do the collaboration with him. He's uh, currently based in Okinawa. And um, awesome music from this guy. You guys should definitely go check him out. This one's called Prada. And um, the end of the song, the very last verse would be my verse. So, yeah, check it out. Matt, take us away. Uh, uh. I be like, no, you cannot have me. I don't wanna give my soul away. I've been making shots, I feel like Kobe with the fadeaway. Cause I've been feeling locked up. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah, she said she gon' love me if I put her in some product. Nah, you ain't getting none. I'm killing every beat, they calling me the fatal one. And I get high that night, so I sleep with my jury on. She tell me what she want, but I don't never listen. And she say that she like me. I'm just gonna do it like some Nike. Somewhere you can find me. She crazy, yeah, she spicy. Yeah, in my zone, and I can never let it freeze. I feel like Wu-Tang cause I stay up with it cream On my bed, hold on thinking what I'm gonna say Nate dog, I'm a regular, you never catch me on a date Say she wanna grab it, say so my kids, they won't go to waste Texas, I was born and raised, Japan is where I'm gonna stay I think that she like me, texting now she sliding Smooth and I ain't shine, I'm fucked up and I'm flying like, yeah, yeah she like me, smooth and I ain't shine Texting now she sliding, I'm fucked up and I'm flying Cannot have me, I don't wanna get my soul away. I've been making shots, I feel like Kobe with the fadeaway. Cause I've been feeling locked up, locked up, yeah, fucked up. Fucked yeah, she say she gon' love me if I put her in some pride. Put the Fendi and the Louis, I don't need that shit, I'm Gucci. I ain't 
stressing about a dollar. Watch me hustle like a baller. Only time I want a man is for the brain. Ooh, he a scholar. I could cop my own Prada, hence the reason you so bothered. I am a queen, don't need a Mufasa. I got my own money, but he bought me Prada. I'm out of your league. You got a Mufasa, he calling me Wayne. He knows I'm a shotter. Cop Corona, that's why I'm the illest. My Addy say Texas, that's why I'm the trillest. These diamonds is dancing, you know they the chillest. I'm always myself, that's what the appeal is. Nigga, don't press me, you'll find out I'm Phyllis. I don't need no groupies, my bitches the realest. Please do not press me, you're not on the hit list. Got no time to waste, business is business. I'm blowing up, basing how the man. I'm floating on beats like I'm Peter Pan. I might see a girl, I heard she stands. Stuntin' said, bitch, you I'm Jackie Chan. Bitch, fuck you like I'm CeeLo. Just got my pride up from the stove while you still trying to crack the code. I'm not a team type of shit. Bitch, fuck you like I'm CeeLo. Just got my pride up from the stove while you still trying to crack the code. I'm not a team type bitch, just be smoke. She said she wants some Gucci and some Prada. Bitch, you better pop it if you're serious about these dollars. Better talk to me real nice. Address me like a king. Better make that shit swing if you want diamonds. Tell me, yo, baby. Couple get your baby. Been on my rock shit. You been on your lazy. Wanna look just like Rihanna, like Beyonce, huh? You better work, work, work. I'm irreplaceable. Ah, yeah. She think I'm cockoey. She says the diamonds my bushi. I've been feeling locked up. She trying to get caught up. Say your man see, see. I know daddy propped up. Uh, gotta stand out. Past curfew. The type of girl you never introduce your mama to. And if she coming with the drama too, I snuck up on her with that bitch. She don't know what to do. Make her tell her crew. She coming back for round two. Twenty bags. Never. Twenty bags. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Why you cannot have me? I don't wanna get my away. I've been making shots that feel like Kobe with the fadeaway. Cause I've been feeling locked up. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah, she said she gon' love me if I put her wrist. Put her wrist. Put her wrist. She said she gon' love me if I put her wrist. Put her wrist. Dude, that's a, that's a, that's about some real shit. What What do you think of it? Uh, yeah, I, really, I, 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 I don't know. No, if you... I'm a, I'm I'm one of those guys who loves or hates hip hop. Right, right, right. I loved it. Okay, okay. Thank you. That means a lot coming from like my wife too. She was like, oh, I like that, and she does like your performance. She hates hip hop actually. And she was like, but I really like that one. Your 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 performance really brought a lot to the song as well. Uh, Kind of these alternative rhythms going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know br- if you noticed or not. I'm talking about some real stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, it's my first listen. I'll have to go back and write an essay later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, naturally. Please, let's talk about it on the next show. <laughs> yeah. No, that's real, dude. That's really, really real. Yeah. Um, it's about how, well, my part anyways, it's about how as men we are expected to do X, Y, and Z. But those are, I don't know if you guys can hear or not, but there's some real loud BGM, I know, I some ambiance. I, I, I hope we got it on. I tried on, putting on the nose, noise gate here, but that yeah. might be coming yeah. through. 
But yeah, uh, it's about how as men we're expected to do X, Y, Z for women, and it's not really balanced. No. Um. So that's just who I am as a man. I don't care what you think about it. That's how I live my life. But I believe that if, as a woman, you expect X, Y, and Z, you know, you want the red carpet rolling out, you want the brand new car, you want the bag, you better work for it. Because we work for it. Ah, yeah. Okay, I caught that. Yeah, you better work, 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 work. Did yeah, that's three or four times. I thought it was. Yeah, three. yeah. I'm it making it. I'm making it cool, yeah. you know, for the younger audience. But I'm saying, if you want that product bag, then you better like put in the work that it takes for me to want to spend five hundred dollars on you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Five hundred. It doesn't have to be ass shaking, but that's what people like. It, it makes it makes spending easier. For ass a shaking lot of doesn't really do anything for me. It seems like false advertisement. But yeah, yes, <laughs> at least it's better than nothing. <laughs> it's better than not better than nothing, but better than nothing though. Yeah, great song. Yeah, um, thank you, thank you, thank that you. That was really good. He's from living in Okinawa. The you know the beat was kind of chill as well. I wonder if it's because he's living down there. It's because he's living down uh, there. Uh, he's a sad boy, you know. He's like I was I also wondering what kind anybody. of mic he was using. His 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 production sounded great. Yeah, uh, and the uh, the tone on his voice as well. Uh, he's maybe he's using some pretty good plugins. I'm wondering. Uh, he's like a he sounds like everybody's friend. You know, he's he's that guy that you're too cool to hang out with. Like he's too cool to hang out with you. Yeah, but you're still in contact with him. Like oh my god, I can't believe he's talking to me. <laughs> Yeah, man, never, man. Shout yeah, out to you and yeah, awesome yeah. song. Ace, shout out to you. You guys were amazing. We're going to contrast this with a very interesting interview I did. Oh, with yes. With a guy who has been to all of the book-offs. We were teasing it earlier in this show, and now it's time to dive right in. This guy's been to all the book-offs. I wonder what he has to say about it. Ah. Here we go. And joining us now on the Japan Web Podcast is Richard in Japan. Richard, thank you for joining. Nice to be here. All right. So um, I've noticed for the past quite a while uh, some posts on Facebook that you are a fan of Book Off and that you've not only gone to all the Book Offs in Kanagawa Prefecture, all the Book Offs in Tokyo Prefecture, technically Tokyo to whatever it is, but you've also just completed Chiba, so you've been on this um, like a, a pilgrimage across the greater Kanto area, going to all book offs, and I, I love book off as well. I've been there a lot. You can always find some gems. Um, so what what drove you? Why, why what's up with this man? Well, I'm a big uh, movie fan. I always have been. I was a drama major in school. It was always my dream to write for movies, uh, but. Failing that, I like to watch other people's movies. But I'm also a notorious cheapskate, so I don't want to pay full price. The book off was a natural for me. Now, some of our listeners are from abroad, and they might not know what a book off is. What's what's going on? Well, book off is uh, started out as a used bookstore, but then they branched into CDs and DVDs. And certain stores, you can also get used furniture and used clothing. But for me, it's exclusively the uh, secondhand DVDs. Now, I was wondering, does does this, um, is it okay to call it a pilgrimage? Uh, no, for, for me, it was more like a, a, a COVID-19 hobby. 
something to get me, uh, keep me occupied while I'm isolated. Uh, so I have lots of nice uh, DVDs now. I have more than 200 DVDs that I can watch. I'm hoping for the rest of my life. That's amazing. Um, a lot of a lot of people have stopped buying DVDs. I, I'm a musician as well, and I've made CDs. And I've noticed over the past, especially seven or eight years, it's harder and harder to to sell them. But having the hard copy makes a lot of a difference, doesn't it? I I just like having. Uh, my home entertainment center, I control the, the remote control. I decide whether I watch it again or put it on pause or fast forward through the boring parts. So, yep. Now, now that you are probably one of the world um, leaders in terms of book off expertise, how would you compare the overall vibe from the Kanagawa uh, book offs, the Tokyo book offs, and the Chiba book offs? Hmm. I've never thought about that before. They're they're pretty uniform. Uh, one store will differ from another, uh, even a store very close by. Some will have a greater selection; others will have less. For for my point of view, uh, the the difference was how willing they were to let me take pictures there. Because so uh, every time I go in, I I I tell the the store manager who I am and. Uh, and ask if it's okay if I uh, if they take my picture in front. And sometimes they're very willing. Sometimes they say, "No, nah, I don't want to do that." So I just have to ask a customer to to take my picture for me. Apart from that, uh, very little difference between them. What have been some of the gems that you have found? Oh, I have a complete collection now of Monty Python's Flying Circus. Not only their original. Uh, shows, but also the movies they made, the TV specials that they made, um, and also some individual films that the individual members have made over the years. So that that's a real prize. I also have a complete collection of the original series of Star Trek. Uh, the, one of the best things that I found was a collection of The Matrix, uh, the three movies of The Matrix. Where they have, of course, the movies themselves, but also the extras. There's a huge documentary section where they uh, recorded all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And in certain cases, that was more interesting than the films themselves. Watching how they made it. What some I love movies as well. I studied a lot of film in uh, university, um, especially from Russia. I had an amazing Russian film teacher who who was an escapee from Soviet Russia. Um, and, uh, I studied European film documentaries, formalism, uh, realism, all that type of stuff. So what, 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 what made the uh, matrix documentary so interesting? Of course, I, I love the original film, but then when you, if you ever wonder how did they do that special effect, was it all computer generated? And a lot of cases, no, they actually did these things with whether high wires or slow motion or. Uh, now, sometimes it was uh, also uh, putting computer graphics, computer effects onto the original uh, stuff. But they, they, a lot of the stunts that they did were called practical. That means they, a stuntman actually did these car crashes and uh, falling through windows and all those things. Hmm. 
Yeah, because sometimes it looks really computer animated, but um, I guess... I thought it was, but uh, no, a lot of it was practical. That's amazing. And I guess that's the appeal of the movies as well, is that I guess they, they use a lot of post-production, but they film the um, action in its original form. Ah, that's, and of course, that's because cool. my dream was to be a, a movie maker myself, uh, it's, it's great to see what it looks like behind the scenes. Yeah, I've always, I, I made some indie movies a long time ago, and it's, it's, it's not an easy craft, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, have you, uh, you said that this was a COVID um, hobby. What have you learned as a result from all of this? Uh, one thing I've noticed uh, about Japanese people, you know, when I have to, uh, if the staff wasn't willing to take my picture in front of the uh, store and I had to ask a customer, uh, I have learned that the phrase, uh, can, can you please take my picture, is almost like a magic incantation for Japanese. So, yeah, they, they, they're they inclined to pass you by when you say, excuse me, can you help me? But if you say, can you take my photo? It it just stops them in their tracks and say, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I will take your photo. It's it's almost like having a magic power. That's amazing. Yeah, because uh, if you just approach people in Japan, people can be very reticent. You know, they're kind of isolated or in their own mode. But I think a lot of them want to be helpful as long as it's not intrusive and taking a picture is of course not that absolutely um now of course there's book off and uh, do you do you have plans to continue the i'm calling it a pilgrimage (laughs) do you have plans Uh, to continue this no i'm done uh i i have the movies that i was hoping for i got the star treks i got the monty pythons uh i got 12 seasons of the simpsons I got the entire series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and that's what I wanted. So uh, I'm I'm happy with, now with what I have. Have you ever considered um, doing a branch project with book of, of instead of book offs, hard offs, which is like they do have hard off. They also have a store called Bingo, which is just uh, just clothing. And no, no, I have not. Uh, there's no reason for me to do that. Because I've been in I, some hard offs, and sometimes you find like amazing secondhand jackets of like patchwork leather <laughs> with like giant collars on them, and you know you think like I don't want to spend 150 bucks on this used jacket, but then I still think about that jacket 15 years later, you know, thinking maybe uh, maybe maybe there's some hidden gems scattered about. Yeah, that's that's too much like shopping. Uh, I, I'm not into shopping. I, I just wanted the DVDs. I have the DVDs. I'm good. I get you. Um, you're also part of a, um, a Shakespeare group. Um, we're about to finish up the interview here. Uh, why don't you plug it and, and hopefully get some uh, Shakespeare aficionados in on the game? Well, we do have a group that before COVID, we used to meet once a month in person in Tokyo to first read through a a few scenes of Shakespeare and then discuss them. But now in the COVID season, we're meeting online on Zoom twice a month. And uh, the Facebook page is called uh, Shakespeare Sama. So those of you in Japan know that Sama is the uh, very honorable title. It's like Master Shakespeare. 
So it's Shakespeare Sama, Shakespeare in Tokyo. Uh, I post the information about when we're having the next Zoom meeting and what play we're doing. So anybody listening who wants to do Shakespeare, yes, please do check out Facebook, Shakespeare Sama. And people who um, study English, um, Shakespeare is a great way to study English because of its you know, iambic pentameter. It has rhythm. It has a lot of original words that you can use that are still used to this day very commonly. And it's not, Shakespeare is uh, not necessarily so involved in the romantic languages. It's very much an English language format. So you can deepen your understanding of the English language uh, oh, through absolutely. Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah we, we, we don't, I, I don't think any of us approach it because it's a, it's a kind of thing that we can study. We, we, we approach it because we love it. It's just so uh, relatable. It, uh, he, he lived 400 years ago, but he, the stuff he's writing about, it's now. Yeah, absolutely. When we were doing a preamble here a few days ago, just to, to set the parameters of the interview, um, I told you that I, I love this um, version of uh, Hamlet's soliloquy done by Charlie Chaplin in one of his later movies. All right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to play that on, uh, not now with us, but I'm going to play it on the, on the, on the, on the backside of this interview, uh, just as a way to kind of unify the experience here. Sounds awesome. All right, Richard in Japan. Thank you very much for joining the podcast. And thank you. Well, there are many ways of uh, playing the soliloquy of a Hamlet. There's the pale, thoughtful, anemic prince. And there's the mad, bombastic one. Uh, which do you prefer? Anything but anemic. Very well. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of trouble and by opposing end them, to die, to sleep, no more. And by sleep to say we end the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. It is a consummation devoutly to be wished, to die, to sleep. To sleep. Hey, perchance to dream. There's the rub. But who would bear the whips and scorns of time? The oppressor's wrong, the proud man's contumely, the pangs of despised love, the law's delay, the insolence of office and the spurns that patient merit of the unworthy takes. When he himself might his quietus take <laughs> with a bare bodkin. But who would father spare to sweat and grunt under a weary life? But that the dread of something after death, that undiscovered country from whose burn no traveler returns, puzzles the will and makes us rather bear those ills we have and then fly to others that we know not of. I've forgotten. Oh, no, no, please go okay. on. No, no, sorry. <laughs> now, we need to promote, or else we're not going to be here anymore. Folks. We'll be homeless. You can always find the podcast at MatthewPMBigelow.com, M A T T H E W. P-M-B-I-G-E-L-O-W dot com. Matthew, P-M-B-I-G-E-L-O dot com. 
We're also streaming everywhere. We are available on podcasting 2.0 apps. So check them out by uh, just searching. Check searching for podcasting 2.0. Where can people find you, Mr. 120? You can always find me on YouTube under 120. That's O-N-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y. You spell the whole thing because I'm only 5'5". Five five. You can also find me on Spotify under the same name and on Instagram under 12360. Nice, bro. Like perfect elevator music. Yeah, I made that when I was unemployed. That's what she said. <laughs> I've just been experimenting with saying that's what she said after things that completely don't make sense. Well, yeah, it's it's one of those little little lines. Uh, you could also say, "Well, that's your problem." You know, like that's what Groucho Marx would used to it say. It really bugs my wife when I did that. She says she wouldn't say that. I'm like, maybe she was a computer programmer. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Groucho Marx, I'm a huge fan. My name is Matthew. Well, that's your problem. (laughs) My name is Matthew. That's what she said when she told you she was a transvestite. And that's all right, because it's 2021. Yes, and there's many words you can use or not use, but in Japan, we don't really care about that. You know, there's like a new extension. It's like LBGTQ something else now. The entire acronym is crazy. It's cray-cray. Actually, it's cray It's cray Just do that, man. Last night was cray. Last night was cray. Why is that? Because there was two cocks. That's the double C. You know? <laughs> it's Antandra. Yeah. Uh, what you got for me, Matt? We have. We're just going to go through a bunch of things that we need to do. Let's do it. Let's do what we need What's to do. Japan? Week. Ah. All right. So for my 120 camera tip of the week, uh, I do have a, a disclaimer here. For all of you guys that listen, I know on the last podcast that we, uh, the feature, uh, what was it? What was it? what's it called? The one we did the behind the schemes. The behind the schemes. They actually said that they noticed the the camera tip was really cool. It means people are listening. So I do want to uh, make a disclaimer that you know these these camera tips. I try to make them work for anything, but they're definitely helpful for anyone who has a small business or even if you just want to take better photos in general. I say this because photography is one of the cheapest and most simple ways you can up your business about whatever it is, whether it's a website or whether you're the product. Um, It's really simple, and most importantly, it's completely free. Uh, I was talking to my sister today about her business, and she gave me all these excuses. She said, well, I don't have an iPhone, and they have really cool cameras. And Well, my website's not established yet, so I don't need to... It's really just a, a, a mental block, and if you just do the steps, I think that you'll find that the benefits far outweigh uh, the, the the negative uh, effects of it. So definitely thank and you, you guys for listening. you have a final product to show for it Absolutely. Well. Uh, you guys can check out my website, Lokio Multimedia JP, on uh, on uh, Instagram. And uh, you can also see what the website that's from web- there. What was website again? It's Lokio Multimedia JP. That's L-O-K-Y-O Multimedia JP. Well, like Tokyo, but Lokio. Yeah, it's like Loki Tokyo. Like where we are right now in the underground yeah. parts. But these are helpful. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, moving on. So what I have this week is that one way you can make your photos more interesting is obstructing the view of the camera with different things. So that can, um, a great example of that is using a prism or something like that. Um, By putting a prism in front of your camera, you get the bokeh effect, you get the rainbow colors, you get the refraction of the light, and it's very cheap. A prism you can get on Amazon for like 13 bucks. And if you don't have any money, you can always use something like a glass of water. That also refracts lights. You want to stick to things that refract light, things that you can see through, 
um, and just like slightly refracting it on the edge of your camera will make a big, big difference. And it's helpful for getting kind of more creative images. I'll actually show Matt on camera here what I'm talking so about. So 120 is putting up a can towards his camera. I have can. a can here. Uh, and and he's 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 putting Let's the can on the very edge of the camera, so that the can is not in the frame of the photo, but it's reflecting light. You see, you get this blue uh, line here. You know, if right. you were taking so, a photo in a blue area, it would work. Yeah. So the effect is, um, you have some foreground imagery and color that's uh, that sets the photo apart from just what it would regularly be. And this is something you can, thank you, Matt, great explanation. And this is something that you can use whether you're using an iPhone, an Android phone, whatever, you're using a, a $10,000 camera, doesn't matter. It works with everything. So, yeah, that's 120's camera tip of the week. Use it and abuse it. What's a good bad? 120's camera tip of the week. I keep thinking I need to up, up, always upgrade my gear. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, yeah. But I hear that, I'm like, that sounds all right. You know, yeah. It doesn't sound bad at all. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I was talking to my sister all day today, and she's just like, you know, there's all these reasons why I can't do this, but my business is failing, and I don't understand why. Well, you know, that's one point that you don't you don't need to... Most people get overwhelmed, you yeah. know, when you talk about camera stuff or you talk about building a business. The photography is one of the single most simple things that you can do to make she sells cakes, you know, and the cakes look like shit, dude, but they taste great. And that I, could be part of the marketing. It looks like shit. Dirty cakes. By dirty the cakes. Yes. <laughs> Gold in your mouth, shit in your eyes. Quite literally, man. You know, she takes these photos and it's like the worst possible angle. It's just like she took the photo and in like the first photo she got, she was like, well, I'm running with this because my phone only has one gigabyte of memory. You know, like, you don't need to take it that way. Take 10 photos, experiment with it, experiment with the angles, and pick the best one. Because you have a much better chance than the guy who just took one. So, yeah, I think it's super duper important, man. And it's easy. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, especially if you're if you're pushing for food, you need pictures, let's be honest. You take a picture of some bacon, but you zoom all the way in on the grease, then you're not going to get that many bacon sales, man. You get grease sales. You get grease sales. But uh, Anybody trying to buy some hot grease? That's so fitting. <laughs> Japanese rice tastier due to global warming. Is that Aso that said that? Yeah. <laughs> so I think Aso, 10 years ago, uh -huh. he was the prime minister of Japan. Uh -huh. I hated his guts. Yeah. Now I think he's probably the best politician the world has ever seen for the last 15 to 20 years. He's like the Asian Trump. This guy <laughs> doesn't care. He doesn't care at all. And it's he's so he's tied so deep into the bureaucracy of it all, and his family is tied so deep into the money. He could say whatever. You could ball and shit, know. and they're just going to hose him off. And I, 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 you know? I, I couldn't stand the guy until he said this. People often criticize me for eating and drinking in, in the in the in Tokyo's finest hotels every right, day. Right. But I can afford it. Oh that's not the point, you boomer. Come on though. That's not the point. I can afford it. It's not the point, man. One twenty. You can afford it. What do yeah, you what I can do you what do you it. no 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 you can't. I can't. Yeah. Let's just say. You can afford it. Right, right. You so we can, can afford it. Let's just say you can dine right. and drink 
the finest alcohols, right. eat the finest food in right. the finest hotels every day of the month, and you're not going to feel it in your pocket at the end of the month. At all. What are you doing? Are you going there or not going there? I'm going. Yeah. But That's I'm not exactly going to tell all my poor friends about it. No, <laughs> you know, he defended his actions because he has balls. I think he's the Asian Trump. And I think that much like my opinion on Trump, my opinion on also is the same. It's great that you have it, but you don't need to showboat it in front of everyone. Sometimes it's better just not to open I, your mouth. I, I think the climate people are going a little crazy at the moment. And yeah. uh, it's like a crazy girlfriend going a bit Dude, weird. That guy can say anything he wants, man. He just. He said that the rice on the northernmost main island of Hokkaido has become tastier thanks to global warming. <laughs> nice. Let's keep it up, people. There is something good, said the 81-year-old politician, who until recently had served as finance minister for nearly nine years. Right. He the made the remarks while giving a stump speech in Hokkaido's Otaru for a liberal democratic candidate running in Sunday's general election. Aso, currently vice president of the ruling party, said rice in Hokkaido used to be unsaleable, but now is tastier even, uh, and even exported because of higher temperatures. This is a reality, he said in front of voters. <laughs> so this raises the question. Is this serious this guy news went because in front we're in of Japan? All of his government, and he called the the Wuhan virus the Wuhan virus. Yeah, in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's like and then a, he defended know. Taiwan. He said we need to defend Taiwan. So he's like, it's the China virus. We need to defend Taiwan. What do you? T- that's amazing. That's that's I've never seen. Double standards, so 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 double. <laughs> like, <laughs> these standards are so double, man. This rice is great. Yeah, we agree because of global warming. What? Uh, what? Okay, I'm not sure about that. Destroy the planet. The rice is great. Do you feel like that's? And it's like we we need to defend Taiwan. Yes, because of the China virus. Like, ah, it's the Chinese's fault. That's why our rice is more yeah. delicious. <laughs> yeah. Do do you think that this is more like? Is this bigger news because we're in Asia? It's a rice issue, man. The rice wars exist. Like, you guys, like, for those of you who don't know Eastern culture, you might think, ah, that's being a little chauvinistic. But actually, it is a thing. Asian people are very serious about their rice, man. You should see my wife cook rice. She's so serious about it. You can't take Indian rice and cook it with with Thai food. No, 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 no. You go to war. No, no. You go to war. That's a war. That's probably what the world is. You can't take halal rice and mix it with non-halal Jasmine rice with curry on it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So... I saw an article about Aso, and it said, what do you expect me to eat, the pig's wheel? <laughs> I think it was something like he called the farmer's pig's wheel or something like that. And I was like, I don't even know what swill it. What is swill? Eh, it's just like the the nether regions of the the non-good things of a liquid type of uh, ingestible product. Insult. Insult. Swill. <laughs> now that I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to, to roll it around in my mouth a little bit to make sure it was an insult. Yeah, he's not saying anything good. No, of course he isn't. It's him. But, you <laughs> but know, I, I just wanted to clarify favorite. how rude it was. I think he's the best Asian politician <laughs> by far. Go Asia, Trump. I love it. <laughs> Asia, Trump. 
Oh my god. So actually, I have a, I got another one here. All right. And it kind of uh relates to the to the samurai spirit, right? All right. Which which working style do you prefer? Uh do you prefer the Japanese working style? Or do you prefer the uh and, and then you know the Japanese working style is very much based on the caste system. Do you prefer the Western style or the Japanese style? Specifically the Japanese style. Mm, good point. Um, up until very recently, I've always worked in Japan in uh, mm-hmm. as a Westerner, right? With a Western work ethic, but right. trying to match the needs of the Japanese customers. So you've been sprinting without any water. <laughs> but um, if you work in some Japanese companies, mm-hmm. there there are very high performers mm-hmm. but then they're very high there's a lot of non-high performers my wife was saying the other day like you there's know, people that are very good at joining as many programs as possible mm-hmm. and doing as little as possible in those programs that's a skill because they realize they're not going to become anything major in the company mm. so they may as well glue up as much as possible but put their name into everything so that their um, income and career are guaranteed so right. they don't get expelled from the company. Right. Um, Strategy. No, I heard something interesting about this. You know, that, that that a Japanese company, you know, they'll pay your family to join the company. They'll pay you to go to what particular, particular college you went to. It's, it's very deep. And, you know, Japanese families kind of gear their entire the whole family towards, hey, we all need to go work at Suzuki because they have a good plan for us. And then that used to be the way things were, but it's kind of moving away from that. Very much so. Most most companies are actively planning to very quickly move away, move away from those types of, of, of working relationships. Why do you think that is? Uh, it's unsustainable, and most younger people are not very interested in it. And I mm. think that the um, mm. elderly... Um, people in charge realize that, but they still want to, you know, foster the next generation. So that it's, do you, we got to keep it Japanese. You got to keep it that way, you know. Yeah. Do Do you think that that is a bad thing or a good thing for Japan? Because a Japanese company functions, man. Like I like I said earlier, yeah. a Japanese company, they're like, you know, they're flexing their muscles. They're a company, like a you know, they're a company. Company, company. They're well funded somehow. Well funded. The offices look nice. Everything is professional. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is professional. I've worked at one of the largest newspaper companies in the world, Mm -hmm. and also one of the largest telecommunication companies in the world. Right, right, right. There's a reason why they become the largest. Mm. I no, I definitely think there's something to be said about that. That I think, I think a mixture is good. I've been saying this for years. I've been saying this since I came here, and then learned what the Japanese culture was. It's definitely not something that you can put into words, but I think that a good mixture is a mixture of a completely Western style and a completely Japanese style, and specifically Japanese, because they are so passionate about whatever it is that they do. Task-oriented. Mm, mm, mm. Versus the Western style of being, you know, hey, speak your opinion. Tell me what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I'm, I'm only here to take pictures. I'm not here to write captions. Right. I think it's. I but think in, it's in Japan. It can be like, I spent seven years studying photography. Right. And then the, your manager's like, write captions, and you're like, okay, I'm a caption guy now. Yeah, that's what you were told to do. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Task oriented. 
I, 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 I definitely have had situations where the Japanese style has wasted a lot of uh, time and energy. Yeah, you get put into situations where you have to excel in things you don't I had want a, to excel in. I had a music yeah. video, and I had this uh, Japanese celebrity who was on it, and there's a Jamaican celebrity, let's say, right? And I did the shoot. Telling me banana. Did the editing and everything. Women request the banana. And um, we did the whole thing. We did the whole shoot. Uh, from my impression, the thing went great. Um, you know, I did all the editing. I did everything. Everybody said, everything's cool. Everything's great. It looks good. And at the very end, the Japanese celebrity, the day before we were supposed to post the video to YouTube, he says, I don't like things X through F. Like, there was, like, a list of, like, 20 complaints the guy had. And he waited until the last day to say something. And I found out the reason why he said something was because his manager said, hey, maybe you should say something. On the same token, I found a lot of, a lot of loose ends where I had an American uh, client that I was working with, right? And this guy said he came from Hawaii. And he said, you know, Hawaii is all about the aloha. It's chill. Can I get the last little bit of that whiskey? I was going to give it to you. This can is you throw, actually... Can you... This Guys, is, this is the Chitta. It's single grain it's Japanese whiskey. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Maybe I'll just drink it straight. Yeah, you should. I, that's what she said. But uh, yeah, you know, I've had, I've had. Thank you, good sir. Kampai. Cheers. We're gonna, we're gonna cheers right here. You can't hear the glasses clinking. I also, st- I, I've been farting, but I, I started off. It smells warm. It smells great. I started off with um, an Aoni, which is a beautiful IPA, and followed mm. it up with some. With some single malts. Matt's yeah. raging tonight, guys. Matt's raging. Well, you guys can't see. I started it, but he's off strong, raging. and now I'm kind of just chilling towards the started end. Started off this, strong, this little podcast we're doing here tonight. That's no, that's what it is. And you know, at the same time, you know, I had this client from uh, uh, Hawaii, right? The guy said, "I'll get back to you." This is ongoing right now. The guy said, "I'll get back to you Friday." Haven't heard from him. There's a lot of money on the line, and uh, haven't heard from him. You know, uh, we got to the shoot. He didn't really do his job. He didn't really manage. You know, he was more interested in talking to the girls and hanging out with everyone and making sure everybody was having a good time. And whereas I've worked with the Japanese clients and they're locked on, you know, they get there, people have their hands behind their back. You know, they're like, ah, they're bowing and, you know, they're there. They got backups for the backups and backups backups for the backups. backups. The assistant has an assistant and they're, you know, they're on point. The shoot finishes on time. If it goes over, they're very serious about it. They're like, okay, call the company. Let them know. We need to have a meeting right now about how this thing is going over. A Zoom meeting with all the board meeting. And, and, And that, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it to an extent. So I think the best style is a mixture of the Japanese and the Western style. I think you take the Japanese style anywhere, you're going to win. But you will piss people off and vice versa. Well, you you can't expect other people to adopt the Japanese system as well because it's not very exportable. Right, it's not. Japan is very unique because of that system. Yeah, it is. And when you look at board meetings inside of Japan and Mm -hmm. the way they interact with each other, to Mm -hmm. go back to the samurai stuff... It, it, it's it's very internalized. It's a sword fight uh, man, and I, in, well, in a board meeting in Japan. It's well, it, it's that, but it's it's the the way of communication only exists in that way in that time. I see what you mean. So when you got those working styles efficiently in synchronicity with each other mm-hmm. inside of a closed system, it's amazing. Mm. But when you try to export it or bring other people in, it, it's kind of like throwing a wrench into the whole thing. It, but you know, maybe the wrench just gets backfired out or, or maybe gets chewed up but 
it gets shoot up. So yeah, the the idea of the uh, the the replicability of 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 the Japanese efficiency models. Replicability. Yeah, how how I'm just rambling, but how the replicability the uh, replicability. I'm making it up. The replicability. The replicability. Yeah, that makes yeah. yeah the, replicas- the replicability of the, the Japanese model doesn't exist because it only exists within its own framework. So. We can say how great it is, right? But try try anyone else doing it. It never worked. It never has it's worked. It's Excalibur, it dude. Works. It's Excalibur. Yeah, it's so. a sword that you can only use if you've lived in Japan for at least ten years. <laughs> the the idea of of levels within the system as well. Like if you work with a lot of mid level managers in right. some corporations, ah, oh, it's the worst, dude. One out of ten are going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So the fewer you meet, the better. Yeah, that's the way it works. Or or align yourself with those that 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 reward you. But the uh, but you, sometimes it's like you're working with a mid level manager, right? And and they see you make an error. And now you're that guy with the error, right? And they report you because that's and, how and like, they think that they get ahead. They're the guy with the power, but not that much power, but enough power the way he can fuck you over. So you got to be aware of all these. Yeah. Things. Uh, whereas a lot, I'm not too aware of uh, of Western systems at this point because I'm not sure how they operate anymore. But it, it seems to be more like finding, uh, like uh, challenging each other so you can find an agreeable point. I, I instead of trying think, to prove yourself right in the Japanese model, it seems to be proving yourself right so that you you are unequivocally unequivocally the only option. I think. In Japan, the question is, are you proficient? In America, the Japan, the the image, the question is, can you do the job? And I found that that to be consistent no matter what job I've worked at in America, and no matter what job I've worked at in Japan. In Japan, I, I prefer the Japanese model. I think it's better for. I hate it, but I prefer the Japanese model as well. Yeah, you know, at least I know, you know, my client shit gets done. You know, it it shit just gets done, man. You know, I did a shoot the other week, and we said this is the price, and she said no, no, you know, no worries. We're gonna pay on this day, and they paid on that day, and it was cool, and there was an invoice, and everything was really proper and really well done. We had a photographer, dude. We were gonna pay him two hundred fifty bucks. He said, these photos were bad. I can't, I can't. I, it would be shame to my name to give you these photos. So I'm not going to charge you. That's crazy. Yeah. An American would never do that. They would demand double. They would say, they, yeah, pay me double. <laughs> <laughs> these pictures are so garbage. I need my, I need twice more money for these garbage ass photos. So um, I'm all in on, uh, I, uh, I, try to, I try to understand the Japanese model as much as possible. Yeah. I see like America and Canada and Australia failing at the moment, to right, be honest. Right. Whenever I go back to Canada, I still really like it, but I see fewer and fewer opportunities. I fewer still, and fewer reasons. To I like. still see people doing well. Right. I still see people I know doing very well, but I also see a lot of uh, aging infrastructure and. Right. You know, maybe it's turning more into like an internalized society where you have your home with mm. people in there, mm. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? I, you know what I think that is. I think that's just—it's just easier to fit into the system in Japan. It's what's required of you. Yeah, it's, it's required of you, right? The nail that sticks out gets hammered in. It's not so easy to fit. I don't even know what the system is in Canada. You know, in Me America, neither. it was I moved easier. Away. You know, it it was it was easier to like. 
come to work and be lax about it, but it was definitely much easier to make money in Japan. Yeah. That's not one a, of the not main a things lot, but that consistent. keeps me here. Yeah. Yeah, it's consistent cash inflows. And yeah. Instead of like scoring big and big having a big ego, but then leaving yourself vulnerable for, for a stretch. I mean, when you score big here versus when you score, I've never scored big in America, but when you score big in Asia, in Japan, I definitely know it, it's, it's, they, you're, you're made to work for that. You know, you're not going to score big, but you're going to work. Yeah. But they're going to pay you well. You're going to work, 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 work. They're going to pay work. you so well, man. But you're <laughs> the biggest client I have right now. This is my last thing. The biggest client I have right now, these guys, to give you an idea of how big they are, like, they're, they're as big as, like, Skechers. Nah, eh? That kind of level, you know? They're in that tax bracket. Pretty big company. And this client, literally, we went to the studio. I, I had a studio session scheduled for them. It's with Japanese people, too. And, you know, it was like a last-minute thing. And they were like, uh, Okay, we'll give you the studio, but you know you gotta use it for three hours. And yeah. all right, cool, we'll pay the money. You know it's a little bit expensive, but we paid it because that was what the client wanted, and it was within the budget. You, Matt, Matt, you know they called me an hour before the studio session. They said, "Cancel, don't guys, you No, <laughs> you know. So I had no. to do the, you know, the, the apology. Like I had to bow down to the guy. Like ah, when they say that, all you have to say hi, kashkumarimashita. Simiyasen. Like I know we really like we're digging in your ass about six hours ago because we were really on it. You know, we had to really be in their ass about like, man, like give me this reservation, man. I really need it to happen, man. And they said, "Cancel the I'm like, bro, like. <laughs> Like, I should just go there and make a rap song, you know? You know, just to save myself the embarrassment, man. And they wanted a reservation the very next day. And it's not like a thing where, like, you're like, okay, this is, like, a big studio where they get reservations all the time. It's like a small studio, but they have everything you need. Yeah. So it's a steal. The guy charges 20 bucks an hour for engineering. It's insane. And I'm like, please, can we possibly book this again tomorrow? I promise they won't fuck you over this time. You know, and I, I really do feel that embarrassment. That just makes me think Japanese people are just dramatic as hell. And they're like, oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm going to kill myself. But it's just the there embarrassment. Is, there is there's a lot of there is a lot of drama. Yeah, uh, it's the embarrassment. But I, f I felt that like a little bit, you know, working with this If you're independent, you, you have to also participate in that. Uh, luckily, I, for my finances. That, yeah, so I had not, to participate I, in it, I'm even not, though we're I'm not reliant on that. So. Mm -hmm. I, it, it's weird, but you eventually you learn to, you learn to, to yeah, you pick your battles. No, not right. even that. You just you learn where to speak. Anyways, you All have right. to. You have to be very. That, and that's you learning how to be a ninja, how to be a samurai. For you foreigners living out in Japan and out in Tokyo, listening to this podcast right now, you're a ninja. You're a samurai. You've learned it from the Japanese themselves. That's all I got. You know how to get around, to get along, and uh, look both ways before you sign the deal. Swordplay 101, 101. <laughs> all right, MatthewPMBigelow.com. We are done. We are out skis. Coming at you. 
from the butthole of Japan. I'm on my last shot of whiskey. I'm going to drink it all right now. Kabuki Cho adjacent. It's the Japan What Podcast. Thank you for listening. Take her easy. Et à la prochaine, ouais. That was some good whiskey. It's the cheetah. C'est the pas shit. mal, ouais. Eh, no, no habla en español. Mata condo, eh?